everyone. This is George Stern, CEO of Appeal Wizards, host of the Appeal Wizards podcast to be named. I'm here with the man who started it all, our founder, Rich Fuck Wallace. Rich, good to be with you. Good to be here, George. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, this important space. Yeah. So in each episode of our podcast, we'll focus on specific things Amazon sellers should know about keeping their store online, staying out of Amazon jail, staying in Amazon's good graces. Today in our inaugural episode, we'll, we'll do some of that. We'll talk about uh, you know, how Amazon thinks about sellers, how you're guilty until proven innocent. But first, for those who don't know us, those who are listening to our podcast to learn more, let's start from the beginning. Give us the Appeal Wizards origin story. The short version is, uh, is I was selling uh, pillows on the Amazon store. I had my own brand and I, um, I wanted to accelerate sales as so many sellers do. And so I used a third party site that, was, uh, that enabled you to discount on, uh, on Amazon. And I started doing that. I started to see traction on the sales side. I saw there was a, um, you know, a meaningful tick up in sales as a result of the discounting I was doing. Um, and, uh, and it was exciting. I started generating much higher, higher earnings and, and everything was going well. And then out of the blue, I was suspended. I had no idea what happened. I, uh, I received this notice that said, you may never hear from us again. You, you've been suspended for violating Amazon terms of service. They mentioned vaguely something about review manipulation. And then, so I went down the rabbit hole that so many of our customers do. I used, um, I used one of our low priced, com- our, our low end competitors, and then one of our, one of the um, much higher end competitors. The low end um, was really qu- quite a terrible service. They, they advertise 100% uh, success rate, and that's, that's definitely not accurate. I can attest to that. And, um, and they provided almost no service, a template, and, and almost nothing else. And I felt, felt very disappointed. The high end, um, the higher price competitor, I shouldn't even say high end necessarily, um, did know more about what was going on, had a sense, was able to work with me to think about what was happening and have some, some greater degree of clarity, although definitely not, not certainty. Worked, um, we worked together and he still wasn't able to, we had one escalation channel, but that actually didn't even work in that instance, didn't even go through. Um, and, and that was where we kind of left it. And then I had to sort of dig in myself uh, to this process in a lot of depth and really nerd out about what the Amazon system entailed and, um, and become an expert in the process. And I ultimately succeeded um, after a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of figuring out how the system works. And it's what ultimately led, led me to start this business because I just said there has to be a better way than the services that are in this, in this backwater and how serious an issue it, it, that is. Yeah, we've got this big problem, right, of all these changing rules from Amazon uh, you went through it yourself. You were a seller. You had some selling experience. You went to some of our competitors who weren't able to solve it for you. And then you started Appeal Wizards. Who were you to start a company that you know people can trust their business to? What, what expertise, what experience do you bring to be able to have a, an organization that people should trust one of their darkest days uh, paying you know, to get help? I think fundamentally for me, it comes down to, look, it comes down to talent and caliber of the team. I think um, you know our, our team brings together Amazon employees who've been deep on the process and been on seller performance themselves. We have legal experience on the team. You know, I, I've I've started and and um, and exited multiple uh, you know 
successful businesses. Uh, I ran a billion dollar hedge fund. Um, you know, members of the team have, you know, MBAs from top, top 10 schools and, and law degrees from, uh, from Harvard and elsewhere. I think, um, you know, fundamentally for me, it comes down to caliber. And I think this is a high touch service intensive industry that requires you to understand exactly what's happening in the Amazon ecosystem as it evolves at a constant, never letting anything slip kind of, kind of pace. And I think today that this industry has been functionally a backwater. And what we're looking to do is professionalize that, take it to the next level, take it very seriously. Because for us, and I think it should be for every seller, not every, a huge number of sellers do say, when you see, look on forums, you see people say, um, you know, I lose sleep over this. I, I have this existential worry. We think everybody should have that because it is one of the biggest risks that you face as a seller is the compliance risk. And what we're basically trying to do is take the caliber up of, of our team uh, dramatically higher. Absolutely. And, and look, I, I think, you know, we, we like talking about the experience we bring and that our team brings because we want you to feel comfortable turning that over to us, turning your livelihood, your business uh, is, is life or death moment here into our hands. So you, you've talked about uh, and, and you were modest about your very uh, successful career in business. You and I met at Columbia University. Uh, I've worked at McKinsey and Company after going to Harvard Law School, where you know I helped Fortune 100 companies, their their C-suite make decisions on their companies. And now we've taken that and and we are using that experience to help make sure that sellers have a chance against Amazon, that they can keep mm. their businesses going. And we recognize that in order to do that, we uh, we need to have experience with what they're going through. And like you and I are both Amazon sellers. Our team is uh, has some sellers among them too, and our former Amazon employees and former small business owners. And uh, in addition to all the credentials we bring, which lets us know exactly what sellers are going through in these moments while also having the firepower to take on the great Goliath of the world, Amazon, and make sure that we can make sense of all this for our clients and help them get back up and selling and, and get their businesses back online. Rich, you described that you got that, uh, you got your suspension notice. It was a total shock to you. And it told you basically nothing. This is a moment our clients hear all the time. They're running this business. This is their livelihood. They're, you know, they're, they're supporting their kids with it. They're finally feeling like they've got some independence. And then all of a sudden they get it all shut down in a day. And, and not even that, but like Amazon's often holding some of the money that they've already earned that they were going to use to pay their workers or to, you know, to pay their bills in the coming month. And they're just sort of confused and, and lost in the mystery and are shocked by it all. Because what we see is, you know, Amazon is a mystery. So talk us through what, uh, what you experienced and what we see hundreds and hundreds of time with our clients of what people are up against in trying to make sense of Amazon's rules. Yeah, it's a really complicated challenge. The problem, as I see it, is that there's the 10 bullet, roughly, terms of service that Amazon puts out. And you can all see if you look at seller code of, code of conduct. And then they have you know, four to five sentences behind each of those bullets that, that gives a very high level description of, of the basic things you can't do. But beneath that is what people actually get suspended for is a list of you know, a very sort of check the box 
specific list of violations that people, that sellers um, do that is not at all transparent. What people get, get banned for is not published anywhere. The highest level, you know, principle is published, but there's no way to see, okay, can I do this? Can I do that? What about this gray area? What about that gray area? And we see people getting banned in that in that gray area or in, in an area that was previously totally fine and changes on a dime. And that's the fundamental problem is, sure, there are the terms of service out there and code of conduct that you can see, but then there's the rules underlying the rules about here are the specific uh, things that you can't do that Amazon will, will ban you for and not ban you for. And then behind that, here's the way, the direction in which those rules are changing. Here's the, here's the, the types of, of responses to, to those um, violations that are working and not working. Um, and here's the kinds of things that, that you might have a shot uh, using and not using. And that web of ever-changing, ever-evolving rules, tripwires, solutions to, to those violations, that's something there's no way you would know unless you had. Um, and I think even this would be challenging but if you had a full-time compliance person. Even that's challenging because they'll only see your business's um, behavior and only and you'll only experience the negative pieces you know when it's too late the only totally. way to be in touch with that is to see thousands of customers the way the way we do well and that's the thing right is we are serving you know i mean many many different clients every single day and yeah i i like it's every day that one of our case managers is going wow, we've never seen that before. Amazon has clearly changed up again and are adjusting their rules. And because we're serving so many people at once, we can you know, learn that quickly and then make sure all of our clients know about it. But man, I feel bad for anyone who's trying to do this as a solo actor because you're just guessing at yeah. how Amazon's choosing to enforce those rules today and, and why. And, and that's, uh, that's a problem. And that's why you know, we try and help everyone make sense of that mystery so that they're not guessing and not always on their heels to Amazon. 100%. I mean, you should see the the internal case manager chat that we have, which every day has a new insight, a new observation, a new understanding. And, and, and pretty much as soon as Amazon changes those rules of the game, which are often subtle and unclear, as soon as, it, as, as, as that rule changes, that gets pushed through to our solutions to every other one of our clients. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the key advantages that you, that you sort of have to have if you're going to do this well and, and succeed for, for clients, um, you know, across the board. And so it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big piece of the, of the pie that I wish sellers, um, you know, who hadn't gone through this, um, you know, understood a little bit better. Let's talk about the why here, because we, we hear from clients all the time who get these surprises from Amazon. They, they understand that the rules are changing, that they're all a mystery, that they're guilty until proven innocent. And they say, mm-hmm. like, is Amazon just evil? Like, are, are they just no. trying to shut down, you know, good stores and, and, and do it? And, and um, the answer is no. And you need to understand why Amazon's doing what they're doing so that you can successfully appeal, so that you can successfully stay selling on their store. And, and this is something we try and coach clients on all the time, because, you know, if you take the position of Amazon's evil and, you know, those folks often then try and get more confrontational and point the finger at Amazon and their appeals, which is never successful. 
you, you don't really get to the root cause of why Amazon's doing this. And, and we've talked about this before, but, but let's, uh, let's break down for folks. You know, why does Amazon have to take the position it does on, totally. on its suspensions? Yeah, the, 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 the reason is simple. And, it, and it's funny from somebody who's been on the, on the other side of this and can feel how, um, how capricious it feels, how, how, how quick to the trigger it feels like they are. Um, but you have to, but what I, we really do recommend is that you have sympathy with Amazon's um, position, which is they do have, we've all experienced this, where there are low quality products, there are people who don't deliver what, uh, what they say they will, um, you know, and that can happen in the normal course, but there are, there are bad factors on the Amazon store and Amazon just fundamentally, and it's the reason all, there's all of this volume for all of us to sell into, but the fundamental thing Amazon believes is that customers are first. And it is probably a long list of, of priorities before the benefit of the individual seller. And that's probably Amazon shareholders and Amazon's employees and a whole group of people um, who all fall below the customer first and above the individual seller. And they have to answer to a lot of people. They operate one of the biggest, uh, the biggest marketplace in the world. And they have to deliver extremely high quality at your door rapidly. And their perspective on how to deal with that. Um, and I certainly wish that they enabled people, like the channels were clearer, the rules were clearer, but their perspective on the, on the way to manage it, the way they've successfully done that is to shoot first, ask questions later, to, be, to make sellers guilty until proven innocent. And then if you have a few innocent sellers being taken down along with the bad, that's the better way to handle it. Than, um, than letting you know low quality on average proliferate and and look some of our sellers even do mess up and 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 it's important that we also sympathize with the fact that Amazon often if you do screw up if you approach it in the right way and we're schooled in this you know uh, and we've seen this literally hundreds and hundreds of times where people genuinely did the wrong thing violated a policy that they kind of that they could have known was wrong you know, instances like that where we get them back online and selling. But the only way you do that is if you approach it, knowing the language of Amazon, knowing how Amazon thinks, understanding how to communicate with them, understanding the proper back channels and escalations and, 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 and ways to approach the problem that, um, that if you approach it with anything, but um, the right attitude and the right detail around how they, how they think about letting people back on, if they've everything from, actually messed up to not messed up at all to done a footfall to everything in between if you don't approach it in the right way you can you can really get yourself in a, in a, in a really tough place yeah exactly as you said Rich. i mean if you google amazon's right mission and vision it's you'll see i, I think it's their first value statement is customer obsessed their vision is yes. to be earth's most customer-centric company. And we've all experienced this, right? We're all Amazon users. It still blows my mind when I'm online at 11 PM. I think of something I need, I order it and it shows up at my door the next day. And Amazon has built this demand, as you said, of, of million, hundreds of millions of customers who want your products, your Amazon seller essential products, because Amazon's put their customers first. And you yep. need to understand that that's what they're protecting because that's protecting all of us. The, the marketplace stays there if we all are prioritizing the customers. And, and that's why you know, they take it so seriously of getting bad actors out of the store. 
And as you said, you know, it's important enough when you're prioritizing customers to get bad actors out that you might initially cast a too wide a net and take down some innocent sellers in the process. And that's why they have an appeal process. And, and this is the, the number of ways in which Amazon isn't an evil actor, right? They recognize that they mess up because they give you a way to appeal and to, you know, get reinstated. Rich, what you described, I mean, just sounds overwhelming. You've got to daily keep up on all these changing rules that are layered from Amazon. They've got rules on rules and the sort of unwritten rules, but that are clear to them and not clear to the customers. How does anyone make sense of this? What is a, a innocent, you know, well-meaning store owner who just wants to successfully run their store? What are they to do? You nailed it. Yeah, it, it is exhausting. I think um, I sympathize with every anyone. First of all, I, we we love the we love sellers. We love that they're every piece of what they do. That just the the entrepreneurial energy, the 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 the, the focus, the detail orientation, the the stay up at night if it, if that's what's required to get to get that final sale done. The pursuit of something better. And and one of the hard pieces of building an Amazon business is that you have to be maniacal about managing this you know, ever-changing rules ecosystem that we're talking about. Um, it's exhausting. And there's, no, and there's no way around that, except, and this is what we advise and why we exist, is to, is to, is to work with somebody who, who sees this every day. And that's, that's what we do. And we don't just, you know, see it from one business. We see thousands of businesses that have this problem in every different facet, both leading up to it, how to avoid it, how to minimize your risk, how to get back online as quickly as possible, how to keep the right kind of documentation, um, you know, and we can and we can do many pieces of that up from you know sort of like the advice piece and the monitoring piece to the sort of document storage and management to the to the, of course, you know, getting you back online after you've been suspended, you know, and 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 every different piece of that of that problem set, you know. I really recommend, even if it's not us, and I, I really, you know, we've talked separately about why I think we're so differentiated and, 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 and the people that, you know, I, I would recommend anybody use. But even if you don't use us, I, I would recommend that they're, they're, you know, use somebody in the space who sees this kind of problem set all the time and, you know, and can help you with that. Yeah. So we're... Amazon is customer obsessed. We're seller obsessed. We put sellers first and we're proud to do that. And we do that because we know what sellers are up against on the Amazon store. We're sellers ourselves and we see it every single day trying to solve the mystery of Amazon, the ever-changing layers of rules that we've talked about, the written and unwritten, the you know, changes as Amazon tries to navigate around bad actors. And we love helping sellers because we ultimately think it's better for everyone. It's better for Amazon if more sellers are up and running successfully, understanding their rules and able to run their businesses. It's obviously better for you. You don't have to worry about the compliance issues and, and the mystery itself and can just do what you do best, which is sell. And then that's ultimately better for customers because there's more options in the marketplace and more people doing it well. So we help sellers on their darkest days when you get that dreaded suspension notice and you have no idea what to do. That's how we started. And, and we're still here doing that for folks every day. We like helping them in an ongoing capacity, trying to make sense of this all. We help them monitor their accounts and, and understand Amazon's changing rules. And we like helping them here of, you know, just making sure you've got all the information we have in podcasts or videos or uh, blog posts. We're constantly trying to 
tell you what we know so that you are as expert at this as we are. And, uh, and, and we appreciate you listening so we can get that information out to you here. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back to what, what we sort of talked about at the beginning, which is, look, we, we think of ourselves as a pretty purpose-driven company here that, you know, as you said, we love sellers, we care about them. I think every one of us loves the sort of American dream, the entrepreneurial spirit, the, the exciting, you know, just sort of something is intangibly exciting about running a business on Amazon. And I think, um, you know, what, what we're really mission driven about is, is bringing order to this chaos on the rule system. Because as it evolves, it's an important part of how Amazon makes, creates this demand engine. But in order for people, for sellers to be able to build businesses and sleep well at night, know that the pieces of their business that feel chaotic are in their control. That's what we're about. And that's what um, I hope we, I hope we help people with on the podcast. I hope it's what we do on our service side. Um, and I hope it's, it's part of everything we do. Rich, thanks for starting this great thing. And uh, thanks for coming on our inaugural episode here. Thanks, George. This is awesome. Good talking.